Welcome, everyone, to another exciting edition of Suplexes, Scores, and Save Points, your daily home for all things wrestling, sports, and video games. I am, of course, Ryan, and as always, I'm being joined by my brother, my co-host, it's Nathan. Down goes Connor. Down goes Connor. Of course, it was because he's you know, stepped wrong, but still he went down. <laughs> uh, we've got a lot to get to. This is a Monday, which means it's our weekend wrap-up, weekend recap, whatever you want to call it, show. We're going to be talking everything that happened on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We've got a lot to get to. Before we get into too much, though, we did uh, want to say, uh, or I want to say, we did predictions for Battle Riot, not knowing that Battle Riot was not going to be this weekend. So uh, we apologize for that. Apparently. Um, yeah, we didn't know. We thought Battle Right was a live show. We didn't know it was going to be taped. Yeah. Um, so we will do, we'll get our predictions. We'll do our things of ROH. Uh, we just won't include MLW in this. So. Okay. All right. So what do you want to start with wrestling or do you want to, do you want to start with sports? I think we need to start with sports because a lot of stuff happened. Okay. Let's, let's get into it. Let's uh, let's start on the sports. We had uh, yeah, we had a lot going on this weekend in the world of sports. Uh, we had a UFC pay per view. We had the NBA. We had the uh, Wimbledon finals. Yeah, Wimbledon finals. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot uh going on this weekend, and we're gonna talk some MLB draft as well. Uh, but let's start with UFC. Let's just start with let's get that out of the way. UFC 264 uh, was Saturday night. We watched some of this. Yeah, we watched most of it. Um, the only the only prelim fight I will talk about is uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Jessica I. Uh, Jessica I got hit with a headbutt, and that chick basically put a hole in her head. My God, it was nasty. And she needed 18 stitches. Yeah, uh, she had a hole in her head and she was bleeding. And I'm surprised the referee didn't stop it. That was weird. Went the whole fight, man. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, Jennifer Maia ended up beating her, but got to give Jessica I credit because she did not uh, give up, even though she had a hole in her head and she was bleeding everywhere. Uh, which is crazy. <laughs> um, the main card uh, we had the first matchup was Sean O'Malley. Versus Chris Mutino. Yeah, and Sean O'Malley kind of won this one pretty handily. Uh, like I said, this was a fill-in guy. He, he'd already fought like last month, so he was not prepared, and it showed Sean O'Malley kind of knocked him around a lot. Yeah, uh, Sean O'Malley won in the third round by knockout. Uh, the next matchup also won by knockout. We had a lot of knockouts here in, on this show. Uh, Irene Aldana and Yana Kunitakaya in a woman's bantamweight. This was in over uh, like 25 seconds into this fight. Yeah. Uh, Irene Aldana beat her in four in uh, really quickly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it didn't take long uh, for this fight. Uh, round one. 
uh, Irina Donia wins by knockout. Yeah. And another fight that did not go very long. Ty, uh, how do you say his name? Uh-oh, Ty Tuavosa. Ty Tuavosa took on the woman beater, Greg Hardy, in a heavyweight fight, and Ty beat him in a minute. Knocked him out. With a, yeah, he didn't uh, just knock him out. It looked like a, it looked like a movie. Oh, he, right, he stumbled like like he's one of the big gigantic guys stumbles backwards and falls down. That's what it looked like. He caught him with a like a hand right to the temple, and uh, yeah, uh, Hardy went down, and then Ty got on top of him. A couple more extra shots. A big win for Ty uh, Hardy. Yeah, I hope he's gone now. Maybe they'll kick him out now. I hope so. Uh, then we had Gilbert Burns and Stephen Thompson. This went the distance. Very good fight. Yeah, the, only, the, the only fight that goes the distance. This went the distance. A uh, very good fight. Burns ends up getting the win here by unanimous decision. Uh, Burns took him down a lot. There's a lot of takedowns. Uh, Thompson just cannot handle the... the Wonderboy got, got some of his karate stuff in, though. Some of his kickboxing stuff. He, he does stuff that nobody else does. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, but he just but could not handle the ground not, game. Not, not yet. Yeah. Yeah, not enough to win, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the main event, the hyped third match or third match of Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. Uh, this one was not very much. <laughs> uh, it was a very good first round. Uh, very good first round. Uh, McGregor, at, one po- at the end of the fi- first round, took a step and went down. Uh, Poirier punched him. at the. I, I don't really know what happened. Um how it happened, but McGregor ended up breaking his ankle. Or so. Yeah, it Damian Maya says that he checked one of Conor McGregor's leg kicks and he did. So he thinks that it may have broke then and it just didn't actually like break break until he stepped back. I don't know. Ah. But, but four days was hammering down was on him and. He and when they got back to their feet, he knocked and he, he got a good shot in on him. I would have him out anyway, but technically, this fight ends in a, in a referee stoppage. In the end, Connor was but, very uh, adamant about that, too. He was very adamant. Well, after he was sitting there, he kept saying, This is a ref stop. This is a ref stop. This is doctor. Uh, he, he, he did not want to say it was a knockout or anything. He was very adamant. Um, Conor McGregor being Conor McGregor still had parting shots to Poirier after he lost, um, was calling his, on his, calling out his wife and shit. Just an asshole. My McGregor's just an asshole. And it's not even like his, a gimmick anymore. Cause I think at first it was a gimmick thing. He's just an asshole. He really is. Yeah. And I hope this is maybe McGregor's gone. Because uh, it's a cheap shot to go out. You lose, you break your ankle, and then you're still talking. Come on. You're done. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you, you had a very good paper here for you, Nathan. Uh, you know, Poirier won and Ty won. And <laughs> yep. Uh, that was, that was, I, I should have done predictions on this paper, I think. I think you, you, you kind of did, and uh, you kind of nailed it. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, that was a very good paper. It's one of the first ones I've actually watched much of a fight. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was fun. I uh, got into it a little bit. So. Yeah, um, uh, let's get into uh, 
NBA action, Ryan. We had our we got we got into game three over the weekend. You beat game three last night, actually, um, at Milwaukee. Uh, Phoenix up two to one in this uh, going into this game. Um, DeAndre Ayton got into foul trouble early in this game, which led to Giannis dropping 41 points and 13 rebounds, Whoa. leading the Bucks to the win at home over Phoenix, two to one. Phoenix leads the series. This game 120 to 100. Uh, Bucks win this game by 20. Domination in this game. Um, I still think the Suns are going to win this series. I think the Suns are going to win it in six. That's what I'm saying. Suns in six. All right. It's a prediction. I know I'm picking a prediction three games into the series, but I'm still making a prediction. Uh, the next game is not till Wednesday, and since I don't have to work the next day, I might actually watch that. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't come on. All these games start at 8 o'clock. It's ridiculous. Uh, what did you say, Wimbledon? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had the men's finals. Uh, we had... We had Jokovic... Um, versus come on get there Jokovic versus Matteo Berentini in the men's final this went four sets uh Berentini took the first set and then Jokovic took three straight and Novak Jokovic wins his sixth Wimbledon and ties for the most with uh Federer and uh the other guy Yeah, he's kind of taking over. Um, I don't know how old Djokovic is, but I think he could definitely surpass uh, Federer for the most major wins. He's 34. Yeah, he's got time. He's going to surpass him. Uh, on Saturday, the women's final, Ashley Barty beat Carolina Puskova in straight uh, three sets. To, uh, wow. to take the women's final. Ashley Barty was the number one seed going in. Uh, she's only 25, so pretty bright future, I think, ahead for that one. Yeah. Um, in the men's doubles, Nikola Mektik and Mati Pavic beat Marcel Granolers and Horatio Zebalis to win. Um. Suwai Hish and Elise Mertons beat Veronica Kurdermatova and Elena Viznina to win the women's doubles. You're killing me. I'm telling you. And then the mixed doubles, Desiree Krosschick and Neil Skupski beat Joe Salisbury and Harriet Dart in the finals to win the mixed doubles championship. There you go. I'm sure I butchered those names pretty badly. Um, but yeah, um, we had a lie. I think we're better. I'm, I'm, I think we're better than ESPN. I don't even think they covered the mixed doubles. I'm just saying, <laughs> uh, we had tournaments, uh, the golf tournaments yesterday as well. Uh, we had the John Deere Classic. Yeah, who won that? Uh, Lucas Glover gets the win, ending a Danny team. Glover's son? 
He ends a 10-year draft. <laughs> I've never heard of that guy. I me neither. Uh, but he, he ended a 10-year drought to win, so. Okay. He's been golfing for 10 years and I've never heard of him. Over 10 years, I guess. Wow. Uh, he's an American. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know anything about him. I don't know who Lucas Glover is. So I don't know. Lucas Glover, he is ooh, 41. God, <laughs> he's 41. Oh, he's probably been golfing for 30 years. He's been Come golfing on. since 2001. He turned pro in 2001. And I've never heard of him. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we had some WNBA action, I know, because the, the Indiana Fever played a game that was shown on Facebook. What a world we live in. Um, hey, I'm going to tell you what, though. Fever on a little bit of a roll here. On Friday, the Fever beat the Liberty 82-69. to uh, The Sun beat the Dream 84-72. to Mercury over the Storm 85-77. to and the Lynx beat the Aces 77 to 67 on Saturday in an overtime thriller. The Mystics beat the Sky 89-85 with Tina Charles dropping 34 points and 17 rebounds. And on Sunday, the Fever did play in that Facebook game, and they win again a three-game. I'm pretty sure this is like a three-game winning streak here for the Fever um, as they beat the Dream 79 to 68. Yeah. A little too late to start winning now. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, like like we like we said before, it, it, even if they uh, they could win out and they still won't make this. Even if they win all their games, they'd finish five hundred. Yeah, they'd finish five hundred, which means they probably won't make the playoffs. Um, Aces destroyed the Wings ninety-five to seventy-nine. Sun destroyed the Liberty seventy-one to fifty-four. Man. Uh, Storm beat the Mercury 82-75 and the Lynx over the Sparks 86-61. to Blowouts a galore. <laughs> yeah. In the WNBA. Uh, real quick, let's get into the um, MLB draft first round picks. All right. Um, let's, let's see who well, – let's go through the first round. Uh, because I think they only did one round, right? And I don't think they did. Yeah, yeah, well, let's just do the first. Yeah, the first round only did the yeah. So let me get to the draft. Okay, so the Pirates uh, drafted Henry Davis, a catcher out of Louisville. Uh, the Rangers took Jack Leiter, a right-hand pitcher, out of Vanderbilt. The Tigers took Jackson Job, a right-hand pitcher, out of Heritage Hall High School in Oklahoma City. The Red Sox took Marcelo Mayer, shortstop, out of Eastlake High School in California. The Orioles took Colton Kowser, outfielder from Sam Houston. Uh, the D-backs took Jordan Lawler, shortstop, as Jesuit Prep High School. The Royals took Frank Mazzucato, a left-handed pitcher out of high school in Connecticut. The Rockies took Benny Montgomery, an outfielder out of high school. The Angels took Sam Bachman, a right-handed pitcher out of Miami. 
The Nets took Kamar Rocker. That is the greatest name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Kamar Rocker, right-handed pitcher out of Vanderbilt. The Nationals took Brady House, a shortstop, out of high school. Mariners took Harry Ford, a catcher. The Phillies took Andrew Painter, a pitcher. Uh, the Giants took Will Bednar, a right-handed pitcher, out of Mississippi State. Brewers took Sal Frelick, outfielder, out of Boston College. Marlins took Khalil Watson, shortstop. Reds took Matt McClain, a shortstop. The Cardinals took Michael McGreevy. The Blue Jays took Gunnar Hoglin. The Yankees took Trey Sweeney, a shortstop. Uh, the Cubs took Jordan Wicks, a left-handed pitcher, and the White Sox took Colson Montgomery, shortstop from Huntingburg, Indiana. So he's going to yeah. Chicago. Maybe uh, after, he, after he goes to college. Yes. <laughs> uh, the so Indy, that's so weird. They can draft him out of high school and then say, okay, go play your college ball. Then when you get done with college, you got a guaranteed spot. That's nuts. Uh, the Indians took Gavin Williams, a right-handed pitcher. Braves took Ryan Cusick, a right-handed pitcher. A's took Max Muncy, a shortstop. Twins took Chase Petty, a pitcher. Padres took Jackson Merrill, a shortstop. Uh, Rays took Carson Williams, a shortstop. Dodgers took Maddox Burns, or Maddox Bruns, a left-handed pitcher. Oh, you don't see that very often. And the Reds took Jay Allen, an outfielder. So, there you go. I'm not sure any of those were surprises or not. I have no idea. I don't know. That's pretty crazy. Uh, that a guy from Southridge, Huntingburg, Indiana here, right close to us, yeah, going to the pros. That'd be pretty cool. Who knows when he'll actually play, but, you know, he's going. That's all that matters. Uh, what, what, what we got with the baseball standings, Ryan? Have we got any movement? Uh, I know one team has been moving down, and that would be the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, we're on to almost to the – we're in the All-Star break right now currently. Actually, uh, the All-Star game is tomorrow. Uh, All right. So we're on a little bit of a break here. Uh, All-Star game being tomorrow. We'll see what happens there. Shohei Otani will get the start for the American League, and Max Scherzer will get the start for the National League. All right. So since we're on the All-Star break and there's no games tonight to talk about tomorrow, what I will do. So I'm going to do a little research, and we'll go over all the top, uh, like, who's leading in uh, home runs and who's leading in strikeouts and wins and all that jazz. We'll go, we'll go through some stats tomorrow. Yeah, we got nothing else to talk about. Well, we can talk about the home run derby, which I think is tonight. There we go. Um, the MLB standings uh, in the American League, the Boston Red Sox are still in first place, followed by Tampa Bay. Uh, and then no one else is even close to those two teams, uh, Toronto, New York, and Baltimore. Baltimore is 26 games back. Woo. Still not the worst, though. Um, in the American League Central, the Chicago White Sox have a hold on first place and a very big hold as the next team, Cleveland, is eight games back. Wow. Uh, Detroit would then be 15 games back with Minnesota following them, also 15 games back. And Kansas City, 18 games back. So that division, not even close. No. Uh, out West, Houston is increasing their lead as they're 55 and 36. Uh, Oakland behind them, three and a half games back. Uh, Seattle is seven games back. 
the Angels are nine and the Texas Rangers are 19 and a half. Uh, in the National League, one of the closest divisions is the National League East. Uh, the Mets leading the way at 47 and 40. Philadelphia behind them at three and a half games. Atlanta is behind them at four games. Washington is six games back, and then Miami is nine games back. So still a very close division there. It's probably the closest one. Uh, maybe yeah. the Central, too. Uh, the Central, Milwaukee in first place uh, at 53 and 39. Cincinnati has moved up into second place, but they are four games back. Uh, so we'll see if they can gain some more wins here. Chicago on the downward slide. Uh, they are in third place at eight games back with St. Louis behind them, also eight games back. And Pittsburgh, a whopping 18 games back. Out of the last 10 games, Nathan, the Reds are eight and two and the Cubs are two and eight. Completely different teams there. <laughs> uh, and out west, San Francisco still in first place. Them and the Dodgers bounce back and forth. San Francisco currently in the lead with the Dodgers two games back. Uh, the Padres six games back, very close between those three, and then Colorado 18, and then the Arizona Diamondbacks 32 and a half games back. Wow, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. let's, go to, let's go to MLS before we jump to wrestling. Got major league soccer to talk about, and we also have a friendly to talk about, or not a friendly, a gold cup. The well, gold we had, cup ride. We had the Euro uh, finals too yesterday. All right, we talk about the Euro finals. That's, that was your thing. You've been covering that for some reason. <laughs> um, we'll get the European Championship out of the way. This was a good game. It went into into penalty kicks, which I think is what you would want out of a championship game. Yeah. Uh, it was Italy and England. Going at it, uh, England and Italy, they were tied one-to-one. -one. Italy wins three-to-two on penalties. Italy is your European, UEFA European champion. That's awesome. I'm glad. Anyone but England. I like, yeah, I like Italy. Italy's cool. Uh, in the Gold Cup, uh, the United States took care of Haiti in the first game. Well, at least one of our national teams can win. Yeah, so uh, they are the favorites to win the Gold Cup just about every year. So the only team that usually rivals them is Mexico, usually. So what is the Gold Cup? Is that like the that's all like the American and like the South and like the Island? Country. It's uh, the the Concacaf. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, North America and the Caribbean islands, basically. Ah, okay. All right. What about Major League Soccer, Ryan? What we got going on there? Some of our stars in Major League Soccer were playing in that game, so. Uh, yeah. Um, let's get to – we had one game on Friday. Uh, Cincinnati and Columbus played. This went 2-2, two to two, so uh, a draw. Um, and then let's get to the table. How do I find the table? No games over the weekend? Nope, because I guess they were all playing. <laughs> wow. Uh, the table of the MLS out east. 
New England Revolution is in first place with 24 points. Uh, second place, Orlando City. Third is Philadelphia. Fourth is Montreal. Fifth is Nashville. And then we've got New York City, New York Red Bulls, Columbus, D.C., Atlanta, Cincinnati, Chicago, Miami, and Toronto. And out west, see, oh, this is a this is a familiar sight. The Seattle Sounders in first place. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, followed, back. Followed by Kansas City, the LA Galaxy are in third. Colorado fourth. The LAFC are in fifth. Salt Lake sixth. Minnesota seventh. Houston eighth. Portland, who's usually really good, down there in ninth. Austin, the expansion team, the new team is in tenth. What do we call them? Expansion, I guess. They're just a new team. Uh, San Jose is 11th, Dallas 12th, and Vancouver is in 9th. Remember, the top seven teams qualify for the playoffs. All right. All right. All right. Let's jump over to wrestling here, Ryan. We got to start off with SmackDown. It was um, it was all right. but bad. The only thing I didn't like about this show is uh, Jimmy Uso is uh, right there at the main event storyline. Not still, even going to get punished. Yeah, even though he's, you know, had his third DUI in freaking two years. But whatever. Uh, yeah, they need to do something about that. Um, we also had some debuts on the show, Ryan. Yeah, we did. Uh, we kicked it off with what you said, the Roman Reigns bullshit with Jey Uso. And they just, basically, they all said they're together now. So the, all three of them are one unit. Yay. Yeah, so that, all, this, all this stuff was for nothing. Yeah, bullshit. Way to, way to, pay, it, way to pay it off. Way yeah. to pay it off. Uh, the first match of the night was a Money in the Bank qualifier as King Nakamura took on Baron Corbin, who now has apparently lost his music as well. Uh, I mean, yeah, the match itself was whatever. Uh, it was all right. The best part about this was Big E and Pat McAfee uh, getting pedicures while watching this match. Fantastic. Pat McAfee is the greatest <laughs> thing that ever happened. SmackDown. Uh, King and Nakamura wins with the King Sasha and advances to Money in the Bank. All right. And then we had the debut. We had Natalia and Tamina who were going to take on a new team debuting and speculation was running rampant who could it be is it gonna be casey carter or casey catanzaro and Caden carter is it gonna be two nxt uk chicks is it just gonna be two people that they brought in and to everyone's surprise it was shotzi blackheart and tegan knox yeah who have never teamed before ever uh were they teaming before she got hurt is this what is that why i don't think so I mean, they they may have been. Now that I think about it, they may have teamed up. Maybe she got hurt in a tag team match. But even so, here's what I don't get. You have, I mean, I know WWE said main roster doesn't give a crap about NXT storylines, obviously. Yeah. But but you have Keegan Knox who just came out and attacked uh, uh, Candice. Oh. Candice LeRae, and uh, they're going to start a feud or whatever. Yeah. And then Shotzi Blackheart's been teaming with with uh, with Ember Moon, so why wouldn't you just have Ember Moon and Shotzi come up and let the Tegan have that story instead of, I mean, what the hell? 
And then not uh, only that, they had no, they, they, they didn't have much chemistry together because they haven't teamed together in so long. And this match was very bad. A lot of, a lot of botches. Tamina and Natalya were wrestling extremely slow. I think they both need to retire. Uh, not, a, not, not good. Um, no, and apparently they're just Knox and Shotzi now. They're not Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. It was just Knox and Shotzi. Um, Knox and Shotzi win this match um, after Shotzi completely botched a top rope uh, uh bomb. Yeah, so they're they're on the main roster apparently now. I mean, they needed more people on the SmackDown roster. I'm I'm happy for Tegan. I love Tegan Knox. I kind of like Shotzi, so it was cool, but this was random and this made no sense, and the match was not good. So, exactly. And uh, we also have another. Their, uh, they watched their tag team champions, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have another debut coming in uh, next week. Brian, Tony Storm coming to SmackDown. Hey, I, I'm okay with that, too. Um, yeah, that's that what I was excited about. That is cool. Um, and then she'll be in the Money in the Bank. No, because that has been already confirmed who the last entrant is. Okay. <laughs> and you are going to be... Oh, you haven't heard? No. Oh, you are going to be so mad. You are going to be right, so hit, mad. Hit, hit, hit me with it. Hit me oh, with it. It was officially announced today um, by Sonia Deville, who the final participant in Money in the Bank is. <laughs> God, Natalia. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. How come none of these chicks had to qualify? SmackDown had no qualifications at all. So there's now one spot left because um, there's one more spot, so maybe she could qualify. I guess. I guess technically, Tess Coney Storm could still uh, qualify, but I think Sonya is going to put herself in it. You think so? Um, but then we add speaking of Sonya on SmackDown, she came out and basically and announced that Bailey is injured. Uh, so because of that, they take the SmackDown Championship match off of Money in the Bank. <laughs> Why? Yeah, you, you know? don't, no, yeah, don't replace her with somebody. Just take the match off. Yeah. Um, and then it was announced that instead it will be next week on SmackDown, which will be the first SmackDown in front of fans in over a year. Um, she will defend it against Carmella. Yay! Yeah. They could have thrown Tony Storm into this. <laughs> ah, it's all right. Well, let her be Carmella first. Um, but uh, then she was interrupted. Uh, she was interrupted by Liv Morgan, who came out and basically said favoritism and all called her out because she's beat two people in a row. And then Deville cut her off and said that you are replacing Carmella in Money in the Bank. So Liv Morgan has now been added. Uh, to money in the bank, which means there is one woman remaining, and it will be a SmackDown superstar. But all of them are already in it, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, uh, no one WWE, they'll just put Tamina in there too. And then, okay. <laughs> uh, we also had another qualifying match in the men's. We had Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Ryan, very good match, actually. Very, very good, very good. Uh, Cesaro uh, got beat up, and I don't know if it was I, – I assume this was supposed to happen. I don't know. Um, but 
Cesaro got busted open and got busted open like hard. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Uh, this was really this was basically told the story of you know everyone on the internet was like, oh, they're pushing Cesaro back down. Cesaro looked like a badass on this match because um, he took he, everything that Seth Rollins had. He, he did. He looked like a badass, but he also did not win this match. He did not win. No, uh, Rollins ended up winning, but Cesaro. Basically took a DDT on the ramp, got back in the ring, blood pouring everywhere. I think Cesaro will be fine. Um, I'm not sure why you wouldn't have him win this match, though. Like, why wouldn't you have him in Money in the Bank and let Seth Rollins go after, I don't know, do like maybe do like a little, not really a face turn, but a little bit of a tweener and be uh, Roman's next opponent, maybe? Uh, it looks like they tease it on this show. I it looks like Edge is going to feud with Roman or Rain or Seth. Um, yeah, yeah, Seth I think that's going to be a summer match. Yeah, and then in the back, Seth and Edge kind of got into it. Um, so it looks like the next it may be Edge versus Seth at SummerSlam. All right. Um, speaking of Edge, he kicked off the last part of the show. He was the main event as always. Um, Edge called out Reigns. Reigns came out, and then Jay and Jimmy also came out. Um, but then Ray and Dominic are back and they came out with chairs and took out the Usos from behind. This was just a big six man brawl. Um, and then Edge ended up taking out both the Usos with the chair assisted cross face thing that he did. Yeah. And I think it was announced next week. Um, that there will be a six man tag. All right. Uh, let's get into 205 Live, Ryan. We had two matches. Even we had 205, 205 Live, guy. and we had a guy weighing 400 pounds on this show. Yeah, I don't understand this show at all. Like, oh, they get rid of everybody. Why, why do you even need this show if you're going to have just random matches? Like, I don't know. Uh, we had two matches, both of them involving completely huge heavyweights. <laughs> um, both of them also are four people that are in the uh, breakout tournament. Uh, not all of them. Uh, well, I thought they were. So they're kind of breaking out. They're kind of breaking out early here. Yeah. Uh, Josh Briggs. This was his official debut. Uh, with you know, supposed to be in the breakout, but you know what? Whatever. No one watches this show anyway. Yeah. Uh, Josh Briggs defeated Asher Hale. Um, Hale really didn't stand a chance here. <laughs> uh, he wrestled like JBL. Yeah. And he hit him with a clothesline from hell. To win, so. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then Odyssey Jones, who is 400 pounds. So, four or five wide. Dressed like, dressed like Mabel. Very uh, 90s uh, attire for Odyssey Jones. Yeah. I was not expecting that. I didn't expect him to come out in bright colored uh, polka dots <laughs> checkerboard. <laughs> yeah, it was different. Um, and then Odyssey Jones won with the world's strongest slam and to pin Waller in the middle of the ring. So we and got, so we got our new JBL and our new Mark Henry. Well, we speaking of Mark Henry, apparently he was not happy about that uh, because <laughs> you know he invented the world's strongest slam, Nathan. You know that front slam. Yep. I'm sorry. It's a move. Like, let's not act like, you know. I, yeah, not only that, but it's a move that, that was not 
that popular. Like, it's not like it was like a freaking Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah, it's not a Stunner. It's not the RKO. It's not like the, you know, it's not something that it's it's a fucking slam. Your movie is a literal front slam. It means nothing. Yeah. Man. Um. Yeah. Let's get into uh, real quick. We'll talk about uh, New Japan Strong. They had some had some good matches on here. PJ Black got a win uh, with a weird ass move. He had uh, he had the guy on his back, and then he kind of like turned real quick and the guy landed on his head and he pinned him and I was like what was that yeah for a guy that used, used to be a high flyer he's doing the weird shit well he's older now he's got to kind of you know I get it um yeah also uh Barrett Brown defeated the DKC um with a roll up with a handful of tights roll up <laughs> roll up and then the main event, Rocky Romero versus Josh Alexander. Uh, apparently, I don't know how Josh Alexander ended up being here every week, but apparently he is. Yeah, and he he destroyed uh, Rocky Romero. He, yeah. He hit him with two J-drillers. The second one looked worse than the first one. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hate that move. It looks cool, but fuck, it's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a pretty good. It's a decent show. Three matches. They're all pretty decent. Um, they're having. They're getting ready to have their tag team. I guess they're gonna have tag team titles, and they're gonna have a tag team tournament soon. So we'll be paying attention to that. All right, Ryan. Let's talk best in the world. Who's the best in the world, Ryan? All right. Yeah, we had the ROH pay per view best in the world. We did do predictions again. We did do this with MLW, and again. Uh, the MLW preview did not happen yet, so we will not be talking about that. We're going to be skipping right to our ROH predictions. Um, but first, there were a couple matches that happened that were unannounced because they always do that. Um, on the pre-show, Ray Horace defeated Demonic Flamita. Um, and PCO and Danhausen beat the Bouncers. All right. And also, Jay and Mark Briscoe defeated PJ Brack and Brian Johnson. Yeah, I did see the end of that match. Uh, so, PJ Black on two different shows. Yes. So, here we go. The first show of the pay-per-view was we started off with EC3 and Flip Gordon. Uh, we both, what a weird match. We both went with Flip because EC3 does not win a match. and uh, We were both wrong. Uh, you had flip for seven. I had flip for six. Neither one of us gets the win here as EC3 wins in a very, yeah, very weird match. Just I still don't understand EC3's gimmick. I still don't know what his thing is, but. Yeah. Um, and then we had these six man titles as Shane Taylor, Moses and Colin Shane Taylor productions took on Dalton Castle, Dak Draper and EY Isom. Um. This is my have been my downfall. <laughs> <laughs> you went out on a limb there. Yeah, I went with Castle Draper and Eason for seven. You had Shane Taylor uh, with 11. Uh, Shane Taylor Productions gets the win here and retain the six-man title. I didn't know. I thought maybe they were just going to go in a weird route. I didn't know. Um, then we had Josh Woods and Silas Young in a last-man-standing match. Eh. I, get, I don't. It was like, okay. 
Um, there wasn't a whole lot of counting in this match, so that was good. They only did it a few times. Uh, it ended, Ryan, with a German suplex off the apron through two tables. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, basically, uh, yeah, he hit him, he hit him with that German suplex through two tables, and Woods was able to get to his feet, so he wins the match. So he beat his former his former teacher. So. Yep, and you get one point there. Damn it, I should have went for more. Yeah. Um, the next match was Jay Lethal versus Brody King. A very uh, vicious match here with Brody. Yeah, and I think uh, Brody King watched Josh Alexander on uh, New Japan Strong because yeah. yeah, he destroyed Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal was hitting him with everything he had. Brody King acted like nothing was hurting him in this match, and uh, he hit him with two Gonzo bombs, which is basically a J driller without hooking the legs, just a power bomb onto the head. Yeah, and he did it twice, um, and put put Jay Lethal away. You know, I'm, I'm noticing that I am not good at booking or or, or predicting ROH because I went with Lethal there, you went with King for eight. Um, I am O for four so far. <laughs> <laughs> And it only gets worse. <laughs> um, Jonathan Gresham would, took on Mike Bennett for the ROH Pure Championship. Um, eh, I, 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 hey, I didn't, I didn't get this one. No, no, we both went uh, with Bennett on this one um, because I don't know. I just figured they were going to go. They really liked him, uh, but no. Um, Gresham gets the win. Um, there was a moment where we, everyone thought Bennett won because he hit a, a huge combination of powerbomb lariat pile driver, just completely just, yeah. um, he gets the pin, but then it is, uh, Gresham's foot was under the ropes. Um, and then, uh, Gresham walks him in a submission hold. Um, and Bennett has to type out and Grisham, uh, is still the pure champion. A very, a good match. Um, which I, know, I wasn't a huge fan of Mike Bennett, but he's, you know, he was pretty good. Um, then we had the TV championship on the line as Tony Deppen defends against Dragon Lee. Yeah, Deppen Deppen uh, hasn't held this title for very long. I I picked uh, even though he hasn't held it very long, I still picked. Dragon Lee to win this match because yep I don't know I just had a feeling yep and uh, yeah Dragon Lee did end up getting the win here uh, he hit yeah. his knee and that's over and again I had Deppin so again I lose <laughs> yeah Dragon Lee's also the brother of Roosh so all three brothers are in this company um and then we had a match that they did not I don't think they announced this beforehand because we didn't predict this match so. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, they had the fight without honor for the world tag team titles, which basically means this is a fucking hardcore match. Uh, Jonathan Gresham yeah. and Matt Titus are the champions. They defend. They're representing uh, the uh, – what's their name of their group? Oh, man, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, they're with Gresham. They're with Lethal and all them. As they're defending against – uh, Chris Dickinson and Homicide. 
And yeah, this is not the people that I thought would win the tag team titles. No. Um, this Old one ass homicide. This one ends with a table spot as well. Um, as Dickinson slams Titus with a power bomb from the top through a table, and then Homicide hit his move on Gresham and Homicide and ugly. Dickinson win the world tag titles. Yeah, that match was <laughs> that was not an and his Homicide's finishing move is nasty. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, Homicide and Dickinson are the new world tag team champions. So Homicide's tag team champion in ROH and also wrestling in NWA. So. Well. Um, and then we uh, had Maria come out and they're finally talking about the women's title on something other than women's match Wednesday. Yeah. They gave um, us the bracket. And then uh, Chelsea Green it comes out. She's introduced as being in the tournament. Yeah. She still is not cleared for action from her broken arm. Did she re-break it? I think so. I guess. I don't know. But she said she was going to wrestle with it, but the state of Maryland won't let her. She said she'll be back in one month's time. Um, so the bracket was announced. Uh, Sumi Sakai will take on Roxy. Mandy Leone will take on Chelsea. Um Max will take on Holla Dead. Angelina Love, for some reason, has the bye. Elise yeah. will take on Garcia. Maserati will take on Savoy. Allison K will take on Willow. And Marty Bell will take on Adora. That is your first round matches. And apparently, this is all going to be over by their next ter- pay per view, which is Death Before Dishonor, I think. All right. Well, we'll see if it's over if we have to wait on Chelsea Green. That's the thing. Like, everyone's like, oh, they should have used her in WWE. She, I, they tried. She got injured every time. <laughs> every time. Uh, all right. What was our, our main event, Ryan, was brother versus brother. For the world title. Roosh versus uh, Bandito. A match that had little to no build. Uh, yeah. And we both took Roosh in this one. Yeah, because there was little to no build. <laughs> and uh, we were wrong. We were. Yeah, um, Bandito, um, Rush actually ripped Bandito's mask off. Um, yeah. Rush knocked the referee down, and then Bandito rolled up Rush. So they went they in this match with a damn roll up. Uh, and and ben- it's kind of controversial because, uh, for many reasons, this match because the referee let a lot of stuff go because they always do with Rush because he always cheats and. They they kind of let a lot of stuff go, so he probably should have been disqualified. Yeah. Yeah. And interesting. And then uh, after the match, Roosh is throwing a fit. Um, the rest of um, the, the his group run out and beat down and Bandito, and then Roosh grabs the title and hits Bandito with it to end the show. So Bandito yeah. wins the world champion, but. He does not look like it at all at the end. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I said, this kind of controversial because uh, Roosh should have, probably should have been disqualified about five times. And then Bandito won with a roll-up, but it kind of looked like Roosh's arm was up. I don't know. So Yeah, controversy here. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the world of video games real quick, right? Uh, uh, just real quick, if you guys could not tell, I lost. <laughs> yeah. And so you keep your belt for now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, and then let's get into video games. Was there much? I don't know. I don't. Really, there was not. It was a slow weekend in video games. It was. Um, and it's a slow day for releases because there's no releases either. <laughs> no, no releases? No releases today. Oh, man, there wasn't really much news either. Um, we can talk about... Uh, I went to your house yet on Saturday because I had no internet and no uh, TV at all or anything. I didn't have cell phone service because uh, a storm came through. And we played uh, <laughs> the game we hyped up and we were so excited for. Uh, we played Zombies Ate My Neighbors on the Switch, and uh, we were not impressed. <laughs> no, it was not a good port of that game. The controls felt kind of off. It was very clunky. Yeah. And, like, shooting was not on the super – for anyone who doesn't know a game, you can shoot diagonally. Um, but it was very hard on that game to shoot diagonally. It didn't well, mine work. kept shooting diagonally. I couldn't make it stop. Yeah. Well, I think you had drift or something going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was it's hard to aim where you actually wanted it to shoot. So we were we were dying a lot on the first level, which we never die on the first level <laughs> of that game. Yeah. So uh, not a good port of that game. I'm very sure. disappointed. That's very. Would not suggest anybody buying that. I was very disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there, like I said, there was not much uh, video game news. Scalpers are, scalpers are already going after the new Nintendo Switch. They're, uh, yeah, there's already listings on eBay for pre-orders and shit, and it's like, man, that's ridiculous. I guess that's the world we live in now, but that's sad. So, um, speaking, of, I mentioned the drift, and you mentioned the new console, so that's a good segue. Uh, they are not saying whether or not these new joy cons will have drift um they were well, asked straight up um um if they were uh you know if they were going to have drift and the case said joy con controller configuration and functionality did not change with the new model yep. and then everyone's yeah. like that's not what we asked you <laughs> but i guarantee that's what it means that i mean if it's it means the it's the same it's the exact same shit you're still gonna have the drift problems so yeah because it's the same controllers they didn't change anything they really cheaped out on this new model um definitely not buying it i wanted to i'm not i, really you know, I will to. not be buying it no i really wanted to i wanted it to be something but it turns out it's just a better screen and a better kickstand and you have an ethernet port that should have been there from the beginning so yeah it's not worth it for me no it's definitely not this i feel like this is what the system should have looked like from the beginning yeah i don't understand you're touting something that it should have been from the beginning how do you just now doing oled we should not yeah yeah, yeah, it should have already had that screen. It should have already had a big kickstand. It should have never had that little flimsy. It should have had thing. the port already. It should have had the yeah. yeah. So everything on this system should have already been there. So I am not not too impressed with Nintendo on that. Um, no. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we do get a 4K model eventually. And if not, I guess we'll just wait for the next system, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, that's the sad uh, part too. Is you, they don't even do 4K. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's about all I got I've for got video game news. I've got two quick little things. Um, on Friday, we had a new record set. Um, it was one of the highest selling. It was a sealed copy of the original Legend of Zelda went on an auction. Um, and it was sold for 
almost a million dollars. It was sold for eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars. That's insane. It is the most buying that. It was. It was at the time. It broke the record for the most expensive game ever sold. Well, (laughs) yesterday. A sealed copy of Super Mario 64 hit the auction and it sold for $1.5 million. Now, see, I, I feel like there's something fishy going on. Like, since when are N64 games that expensive? I don't like, know. Even though it's sealed, I mean, they have never been, they've never even been in demand like that. You know that you always see NES games, and you never see Super Nintendo games, but you always see NES games on on auction and stuff, but never in sixty four. So I feel like I feel like there's something going on here. I feel like Nintendo's getting money out of this. I don't know. A little, little kickback from this, maybe, or something. There's something going on because that that's so, never happened before. Like there's never been in sixty four game. So here's 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 the thing. Um, just last year, the record for the highest selling video game effort was $156,000. And now we're at 1,560,000. We've doubled, tripled. The, like We're at a million. We went 10 times as much. 10 times. In a year. <laughs> Under a year. Yeah. So something's some, going on here. I, I don't know what happened. Why? I feel like, like I said, I feel like the video game companies are getting something out of this. I feel like I don't think this is, I don't think this is legit. <laughs> I just don't understand don't why you would pay that for a fucking game. I don't know. I don't care if it's sealed, if it's in perfect yeah, condition, know. never been opened. What the, why? Yeah, I don't see, I don't know who's buying that, but that's ridiculous. That's dumb. What sucks about this is for video game collectors, Yep. This is gonna fuck everything up because now yep. people are gonna think all of their games are worth more than what they are. Yep. So all the prices are gonna be jacked up now. Yep. So for anyone that wants likes the old games, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be in trouble now. Yeah, for sealed copies of games, or it's gonna get ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that's don't really have much else. Uh, all right. This is a, a good one. Uh, like I said, tomorrow we're going to talk some baseball stats. Woo! Yeah, tomorrow we're talking baseball stats. We'll be talking Monday Night Raw, which we'll probably have to go in depth on because we're not going to have much else to talk about. Uh, so, yeah, no baseball, no basketball, no hockey, no soccer. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow might be a, a small episode. <laughs> Just for fair warning. We got to um, hope for some bombshell video game news, I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, we'll come up with some stuff as we always do. And uh, we will be doing predictions for Money in the Bank and Slammiversary coming on the Thursday edition of this podcast. Uh, hopefully, Jeff will be joining us for that one. And we'll be doing a big Money in the Bank and Slammiversary prediction show. All right. All right. Um, as always, we post a new episode every day. So with that like, follow, subscribe, heart, whatever button. So you don't miss an episode. We post every day, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Um, also you can follow us on social media to keep up with what we're up to and all of the latest news at Sabri ENT also patreon.com slash Sabri ENT as well. If you'd like to donate or pick stuff for us to talk about, if you ever want to do that, we'd appreciate that as well. Um, that's going to do it 
uh, for this weekend recap edition of Suplex's Scores and Save Points. He is Nathan. I am Ryan. And we're here to remind you to always score if you can, save if you must, but always suplex when necessary. Later.